and we hope that this time for you is meaningful. It's a chance just to hit pause on all the craziness that's going on, um, but also to be able to be encouraged in our faith and challenged in our faith. And what does it mean to follow after Jesus and to live for him? And so I am so glad that you're a part of things this morning. Uh, well, there's something that happened to me about uh, two and a half years ago. Uh, my wife Amber and I, we, uh, we sparked up a relationship uh, with this, uh, this other couple. And we started, you know, chit-chatting, and they were kind of a, a, kind of a well-known couple, actually. And, and so we sparked this relationship up, and one day they invite us to go over to their house, right? And they invite us with a number of other people. We're going to go hang out at their place. And so we go down to Lake Calhoun, and they've got a, a really big house right on Lake Calhoun, and we're all, like, trying to be good and all that stuff, you know. And so we're hanging out with these people having fun, and the guys decide, hey, we're right by Lake Calhoun. Let's go down. There's big parks there. Why don't we go? We'll hang out. We'll play wiffle ball. So us as a bunch of grown men, we decide we're going to go out and we're going to play wiffle ball, which is okay as grown men. It's super fun, okay? But we go down and we're going to play wiffle ball, all right? And because who we're hanging out with is kind of known, while we're out in the park, you know, people are kind of noticing us and they're kind of watching and kind of, you know, pecking in and seeing in what's going on around. So we're, so we're like, all right, let's play. And so I'm, I'm playing second base at the time, right? And a ball gets hit and it gets hit way over my head into right field. And so I'm thinking everybody's watching. I'm, I'm going to catch this thing. I'm going to show off, right? So I turn around, and I'm running. I'm running as hard as I can over my shoulder. I'm going to catch this thing over my shoulder, right? I'm going as fast as I possibly can. And for some reason, at the last minute, I turn my head and look where I'm running and realize that the field I'm running into is completely swamped, right? It is full of water and muddy, gross water. We didn't know it when we started, right? And so really fast, I decide I got to hit the brakes, and I try to plant my feet. And you can imagine what happened. I plant my feet, and what happens? Both feet go straight into the air. I fall back onto my back, splash water all over the place. There's mud. There's everything. I jump up, and I'm just standing there, and I realize everybody is watching me, right? Everybody's looking around with me, right? And I've got a picture actually here of me standing. This is a picture of what I, you can see, there's just black speck. There's mud and yuck every, it was, it was everywhere, right? Totally disgusting. But it was all because I, I tried to plant my feet and I didn't have a firm place to stand. How many of you know this happens in life sometimes, right? There's times in life when, when we feel like everything that we normally rely on is giving out, right? There's times where, where you're not sure if your foundation is actually going to hold, this happened to me several years ago. It was about nine years ago. I've mentioned before I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Up until that point in my life, I was a healthy guy. I, I never had any problems. Like, I, I hadn't really severely broken any bones. I didn't have any sicknesses. I don't even have a cavity, all right? I never had issues. And in one fell swoop, all of a sudden, I couldn't rely on my health. I always thought, well, that's just, I'm just going to always be healthy, not a big deal. And suddenly, that wasn't there for me anymore. Maybe you can relate to this. Maybe there's been a time in your life where you've lost a job, and your identity has been questioned. You're like, I I'm not sure who I am anymore. Maybe you're not sure financially, like, where is my next meal going to come from? Maybe, maybe you've had it happen in a relationship, where a relationship suddenly starts to crumble around you, and maybe it's your own marriage. Maybe it's a relationship with the parents, or a friend, or, or a, a sibling. Maybe your own parents' marriage has started falling apart and suddenly you're like, I don't know what I can rely on anymore. Maybe it's an issue of health like I've experienced. Or, or maybe it's a crisis of faith, a crisis of belief. You're just not really sure what you believe anymore and you feel like the ground underneath of you is starting to fall. 
If you've never had an experience like this before, my guess is that right now you're feeling a little bit of this. Because I think all of us recognize that like the way things are, I don't know that we can rely on it anymore, right? The way things have always been, the things that have once been confident in our life isn't confident anymore. I mean, for the kids, you know, you don't have school right now and the activities aren't going on. You're not really sure what's happening, right? Everything has been stopped. There's no sports on the television. I've seen grown men sitting in the park hoping some children would spark up a game just so they could have something to watch, you know? It's like we're looking for something normal in our lives and we don't have it, you know? Some of you are working from home right now. You're not able to go into the office. Some of you are going into the office, but you're concerned about your health. You're not sure if where you're going is actually a safe place. And some of you, some of you have already lost a job. Or you're just not really sure a week from now where things are going to be at. And there's some of us that, honestly, just the isolation that we're experiencing right now is starting to take a toll on you a little bit. And you're looking down in weeks ahead and you're just like, I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to make it being on my own like this. I think we all have a sense that there's certain areas of our life that aren't as firm as they once were. Now, how do we respond when our foundations start to give way? I think one of the first feelings we have is a feeling of being anxious, right? We have this feeling that, that you know, it's this subtle feeling maybe inside of our hearts, uh, but we're just like, mm, I'm not sure what's going on. And, and that's a normal thing. Actually, the feeling of anxiousness It's a natural response when things aren't normal. It kind of puts you on edge. But unfortunately, if we're not careful, sometimes that anxious feeling can produce fear in our hearts. And when we have fear and we start to get overwhelmed, you know what happens. You start to think things you've never thought before. You start to question things you never questioned before. The fear starts to overtake things. And if that fear starts to get out of control, what happens? It can turn into panic. Now, we've seen this happen a little bit around in our world because when we feel our feet give way, you know, what are we doing? We start to look for things we can grab onto, anything we can grab onto to feel some level of comfort, to feel like we have a little bit of control in some way. Why did everybody go out and buy toilet paper (laughs) when this whole thing? Because they're like, I don't know what to do, but at least I got my toilet paper, right? They feel some level of control. And this is what happens when, when the fears start to overtake our lives. We're not sure where to stand. We're looking for something to hold on to. And for some of us, this is a time where things like addictions start to come up. Those patterns, they weren't, it's not good for you. You know it's not a pattern you should hold on to, but it's something you feel like you can control. It's something that you feel like, you know, I can, I can do this. I understand this. I'm comfortable here, Right? Many of us experience those kind of things. So the question is, how should we respond in this time? What does Jesus have to say? And I love Jesus because he always spoke right to where we're at. He didn't speak in some high platitudes. He spoke in a way that could resonate with where we're at. And I believe at the end of this message, I'm gonna be speaking a truth, an action step you can take that's gonna help you in seasons just like this. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. Beginning in verse number 24, we're going to read just a few verses together. You know, a tradition that we have around our church is when uh, we read scripture, we always stand. And so I'm not going to make you (laughs) because I don't get that option right now. But I'm going to encourage you to stand with me wherever you're at as we're going to read a passage of scripture together here. Matthew chapter 7, beginning of verse 24 says this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. 
The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you do want to speak to us today. This word that's 2,000 years old, I believe, is speaking to us right now. And so, God, I pray that you would open our hearts, open our ears. Father, we would hear from you. We pray that in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, Jesus tells this story, right? He tells the story of, of two guys. We got the one guy, that, you know, the one guy who does the right thing. What does he do? He's going to build a house instead of just building a house wherever. He doesn't just say, I'm going to just put this thing wherever. No, what does he do? He builds down deep until he hits rock. And he says, I'm going to plant this thing firmly on the rock. So when the storms come in, my home is going to stand firm. Then we get the second guy. We know the story. You've heard it before. And he builds his house on the sand. Now, when I think about sand, here's a picture of, of what I think about. I think about sandy beaches like this, right? You know, this is what I, you know, I'd like to get quarantined here. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, let me just ride here. But, but this isn't the kind of sand that's talked about in this passage. You see, there's a specific type of sand uh, that exists in this area. It's known as alluvial sands. Now, i got to explain what an alluvial sands are. It's kind of a, a little bit more sedimented. And what will happen is during the dry season, the sand would actually get packed down and would dry out and would get very firm. It would feel pretty solid, right? That is until the storms would come, right? Everything seems fine when the skies are blue, when there's no problems, when everything's working out. That, that seems nice and strong. The problem comes when the storms come, right? And this is how life is. I think our foundations sometimes, they seem firm when life is easy, when there aren't any problems, when there's no stresses in life. Because I, I don't think any of us plant our lives on, on loose, white, sandy beaches. That's not where we're planting our lives. You know, I, I don't build my life on, you know, my dream of being a professional athlete or the thought that someday I'm going to win the lottery. That's not what I'm building my life on, you know. I build my life on other things, but... But we do build our lives on things that oftentimes seem firm. That, that job that you have, that education that you have, that career path that you're on, right? That relationship that you have in your life. Oh, yeah, I can, I'm confident in that relationship. It's always going to be there, you know? Sometimes we have this illusion that we have control over everything. We have illusion that we control our destiny. We control it. We're smart enough. We've got this thing figured out. We build our lives on that. And even the illusion of our health, that we're invincible, that we're going to be fine, we can build our lives on those kind of things. But then the storms come. The storms come, and suddenly that thing that felt firm isn't quite firm anymore. When the storms rip through lives, what happens? What is it that happens? I think it's easy to say that, well, what are storms? Storms, they, they destroy things. That's what they do. Storms mess stuff up, right? But see, that's not really the point of what Jesus is trying to teach us here. And so if you're taking any notes, I would encourage you, uh, this is what I want you to write down. We got one point this morning. It's our big so what. And we always say this, so what? What's the point of this? Here's the point. Storms, it's not that they destroy it's that storms expose. Storms expose. Storms have a way of exposing where our hope 
is really at. We begin to see what our foundation really is, you know. Sometimes it's like me trying to run and catch the pop fly, right? When we plant our feet, when we really need it, that's the moment we realize we end up muddy because that foundation isn't as firm. And I think that might be where some of us are at right now. That might be where, what some of us are feeling right now because we're realizing the thing we've built our lives on isn't as firm as we thought it was. Storms expose. Have you ever heard of pressure testing? A lot of times they'll take equipment and things like that and they need to do pressure testing just to test to make sure that this thing is working the way it is. And so what they'll do is they will put something under pressure. They'll pump something full of air or they'll pump it full of water and they'll just crank the pressure up. They'll crank the pressure, crank the pressure, crank the pressure, keep cranking it up and eventually it'll spring a leak. And the question you ask is what caused the leak? Most people will just say, well, it's, it's the pressure. It was the water. It was the air. No, no, no. The pressure merely exposed the flaw that was already there. You see, this is how storms often are in our lives. We, we begin to realize that maybe I'm planted in a wrong place. Maybe I've put my feet in a place they should never have been planted in the first place. Maybe it's like those alluvial sands. It seemed firm, but it really isn't. See, the beautiful part about storms like this is that they reveal something, and there's good news there. Because when you pressure test something, right, and you find where is that weak point, now you know what needs addressed. And, and the same thing is true in our lives. As the storms of our life come, as we begin to realize, I've, put myself, I've planted myself on this thing, and we realize it's not firm, we're able to say, you know what? That's not where I should be having my foundation. I think this is what God is speaking to us. And I believe we're in a season that is just like this. Some of you, you've, you've experienced the storm right now that's going on around you. And you've realized my foundation is rock solid on Christ. The fear hasn't been there. I've not been feeling overwhelmed. I know that I can trust and rely on my God. If that's where you're at, praise God. But my guess is there's some of you out there, the only reason you're on this stream this morning is because you're looking for something because you realize there's nothing in your life to stand on. You don't know what to rely on anymore, right? And if that's you, I'm really excited because you're gonna get to hear about a hope that you can place in Jesus Christ. But my guess is there's a good number of us that are probably somewhere in between. You would say, you know what? I trust in God, I believe in him, he's where my hope is. But if I'm really honest, I've been struggling with some fear. I've realized that maybe there's some areas where I haven't been planted firmly on Christ and I've been planted and looking for my hope in other areas and I see them starting to fall away and I'm not really sure what to do. Maybe that's where you're at. Can I be honest with you? I'm your pastor. I'm supposed to be the super spiritual one, right? I got all my stuff together, you know, right? I've been there this week as well. I mean, I started this week feeling very confident. You know, trusting God, trusting God, but something happened on Wednesday, and suddenly I began to sense fear in my heart. I even came home Wednesday after work, and I said, Amber, I'm, I'm wrestling with some fear right now. I talked about it with some friends Wednesday night who, who prayed with us to encourage us, to lift us up, 
But I've realized that there were probably some areas in my life where I would say, yes, I am grounded firmly in Christ, but there's some extra areas in my life that I've still looked to to be my hope, to be in a foundation. And I see those starting to fall away, and I realize, God, I need to bring back all of my life in alignment to plant myself firmly on you. Maybe you can relate to that a little bit. I think the story we just read makes it really clear that the only foundation that endures the storm is Christ himself. Jesus would say this, to build your life on him, to build your life not on what you feel, but to build it on his word, his unchanging word. You don't just hear it, don't just read it, you don't just kind of, oh, I know those verses, but you actually do it, you live it out. What does it say? Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, we live this thing out. We prove that, God, we truly are trusting in you. Our confidence is in you because he is firm ground. He is a sure footing. He is a firm foundation in every circumstance. And we plant ourselves firmly on him. And we plant it on his word. What does Psalms talk about? The word of God. This word of God, it says it is a lamp to our feet. It is a light to our path. It isn't just an old dusty book that we just pull out every once in a while. No, God wants to speak through his word directly to you, to lead you, to guide you in life. His word will endure. His word does not return void. His word is something you can trust on. God is someone you can rely on. He is a firm foundation for us. We can know that. Sounds really good, right? But if you're like me, you ask the questions, yeah, what am I supposed to do when, when the fears do come? Like, how am I supposed to respond? We're not perfect beings. There's still times where we realize we're, we're just not sure. We're a little unsteady, right? What are we supposed to do that? I want to turn to a passage of scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I want to point you to a very practical step that we can take to ground ourselves firmly on God. This is what it says in 2 Corinthians. It starts by saying, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. We do things differently, right? They say the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And so often you, you hear this word strongholds. What's a stronghold? It's a wrong way of thinking. So often, it goes on and says this, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And hear this, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What does that mean? To take captive every thought. It's to say this, listen, every moment when I begin to think, I begin to fear in a way that is contrary to the truth of who God is, then that's a moment that I begin to say, nope, that is false. I might feel it right now. I might feel like I see it with my eyes, but instead I'm gonna replace that thought with the truth of what God's word is. When you're not sure of provision, you're not sure where, where your next meal's gonna come from, you begin to say, God, I trust you as my provider. I'm gonna do everything I can, but my hope and my confidence isn't in me. My hope and confidence ultimately is in you, God. When you begin to see fear rise up in your heart, you say, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He doesn't give it. He gives us one of power, one of strength. You begin to proclaim the word of God. You take captive every thought, every moment. In those mo sometimes it's a moment-by-moment -moment thing. Sometimes it's an act of our heart, but sometimes it's merely an act of our will. 
to say, God, I'm not feeling this right now, but I choose to replace the thoughts and the fears I have with the truth of God's word. I am going to plant myself firmly on the foundation that is Christ Jesus. And I'm going to trust in his word. And I think that's where some of us are right now. To say, God, in this season, and in every season, when the storms come in, maybe we find that not everything is planted on you, God. Would you bring us back to yourself? Will we be reminded of who you are? Not reminded of how big our problems are, but reminded how big you are, how powerful you are, that you are our hope, that our hope isn't in anything else, but in you, God. Would you bring our hearts back to this past Christmas, I read something to the church. You know, as adults, uh, we're on a need-to-know basis. We don't really care about knowing things until we need to. And so I read this scripture to you, and at Christmas, it was probably a very, uh, not, oh, that feels nice. And it's a list of, of who Jesus is in scriptures, what they talk about Jesus in scriptures. But I believe right now, for some of you, this is a lifeline. This is what you need to hear. You need to be reminded of who Jesus is. He's not just a nice little baby in a manger. He's not just simply a savior on a cross. There is so much more to who he wants to be in your life. So I'm gonna read this to you. And, I, and I, some of you, you may need to close your eyes where you're at and just listen to this and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart as I read. The scripture says this. It says that he is the almighty one. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the advocate. He is our author and the perfecter of our faith. He is the authority. He is the bread of life. He is the son of God, the bridegroom, the chief cornerstone. He is our deliverer. He is faithful and true. He is a good shepherd. He's the great high priest, the head of the church. He is the holy servant. He is the great I am. He is Emmanuel. God with us in the good and the bad. He is with us. He is the judge. He is king of kings, the lamb of God, the light of the world, the lion of the tribe of Judah, Lord of all, mediator, Messiah, the mighty one, the one who sets us free. He is our hope. He is our peace. He is the prophet. He is redeemer, the risen Lord, our rock, our sacrifice, our savior, supreme creator over all, the resurrection and the life. He is the door, the way, the word, the true vine. He is the truth. He is the victorious one. And as it says in Isaiah, he shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And our hearts need to hear that today. He is a God who will meet you where you are right now. In every circumstance, in every trial, in every moment, He is there. He is a firm foundation to plant your life. Will we do that? Will we plant ourselves on Him? And in the moments when fear rises up, will we say, God, no. We take captive every thought. We bring it into your authority. For some of you, you just need to be reminded of that. You need to turn your heart back to him. You need to say, God, I, I want to come back to, to grounding myself in you. Not in my Facebook thread, not in the news. In you, Jesus. And in your word. For others of you, you need to take the first step to plant yourself on Christ. 
I'm so glad that you joined this stream. And I believe it's no coincidence. I believe God wants to speak directly to your heart. He's calling you to himself. He loves you desperately. Everything I just read is available to you as you'll respond to him. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much that you are intimate. God, you meet us right where we are in any, every season, in the good, the bad, the hard, the easy. God, you are there. So God, I'm praying for every single person right now, God, that their confidence would be in you, that you would raise faith in this room to know that you are greater than everything that we face in this world, greater than any trial. You are our hope, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. As we continue to pray, there may be some of you who, who just feel like, yeah, I, I wanna take a step. I've, I've never put my hope and my faith in Jesus. Scripture teaches that Jesus came, he died, he rose again to overcome the power of sin and darkness, to pay the penalty for our sin because we were separated from this God, this God that wants to be near and close to us. But it says there's an important step that we have to take. We have to place our faith in this Jesus. And what is faith? Faith is belief lived out. It's to say, God, I trust that you did die, you rose again, but more than that, I give my life to you. I submit myself to you. I'm no longer the one calling the shots. You're in charge. I give you the right to do that. That's what it means to surrender your life to Jesus. And if you want to do that right now, I'm going to invite you to pray with me for a moment. Pray a prayer like this. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me, for seeing me in my brokenness. I believe that you died, you rose again. I believe that you are king over all creation. I believe that you are a foundation that never changes. And I need you. God, I ask that you would forgive me of my sin. God, and I turn my life over to you. I give my life to you. This isn't just a moment. This is a life surrendered to you, Jesus, to live for you. God, I pray that you would help me to live for you. You would help me to connect with other believers, to grow in my knowledge of you and surrendering to you, God. God, that I might live for your glory, for your kingdom. We pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you made that decision with me, that is the greatest decision you could ever make, and we want to know about it. Uh, there's an email we're going to put up on the screen, office at zchurch.org, office at zchurch.org. If you could just simply shoot an email to that, uh, we want to know that. We'd love the opportunity uh, to connect with you, to encourage you, uh, to lift you up and help you on this journey of faith. We think it's the most important decision you could ever make. Uh, but for everyone else, uh, we got a challenge for you. I said we want to plant our lives on Jesus, but it's more than just planning out on him. It's planning on his word. And so over the next 21 days, we are challenging you to join us as we read through the book of John together, starting tomorrow. One chapter a day, we're getting in the word of God and we're going to say, God, what does your word have to say that we can plant ourselves firmly there, all right? So we invite you to do that. A lot of you like to read paper Bible. That's what I do. I love my paper Bible, you know? So we're going to do that one chapter a day beginning. Tomorrow is John chapter one. It's a really cool reading plan because we're going to read about the crucifixion on Good Friday. We're going to read all the way and end this thing on Easter Sunday morning. But there's others of you who like to you read on YouVersion Bible app that exists on your phone. If you like to do that, we actually have a group that's forming. It's a place where you can interact uh, through the app. And so go to our Facebook page right now and you can click the link and join that group and participate in this reading plan over the next 21 days. For everybody else, we're going to be posting what chapter it is every single day. And uh, I encourage you, go on there on our little post and just post comments, give some reflections, things that God speaks to your heart about that chapter for the day. Let's interact. Let's allow this to be an opportunity for us to encourage one another in our faith. Amen? Cool.
Well, we are so glad that, that we had the opportunity to, to worship already, but I, I just think at this time it's important for us, not only when we worship to think about who God is, but also who does God say we are. The, the more that we understand who we are in Christ, it transforms the way we live. And so I'm gonna invite you to join us as we close our time together this morning by worshiping together. We're gonna sing a song that just celebrates who God calls us as his children.